0: Welcome to the valleyhoopsinsider.com podcast, uh, valleyhoopsinsider.com. We like to take a lighthearted but thorough look at the Missouri Valley and Ohio Valley conferences. I'm Harry Schrader, your host, editor of the site. Glad you're with us today. Uh, I want to tell you about some of our sponsors here locally in St. Louis, Rhymes Heating and Cooling, 638-8181. They are an integrity-filled, honest company that will take care of all of your heating and cooling needs. My parents' house, my sister's house, my house. You will love those people. Give them a call, 314-638-8181. Tell them you heard about it right here on valleyhoopsinsider.com. Up in the Bradley and Illinois State area, there's a great golf course, the Rail Golf Course there in Springfield, Illinois, Former home of an LPGA stop. I've been playing golf there forever. Listen, call them, tell them you heard about them at valleyhoopsinsider.com. They have a buy one, get one free special just for our readers, our listeners. That's the real golf course in Springfield, Illinois. And then finally, an outstanding outreach to West African orphans called the WENPOIDE Project. You can get all the information from our website, valleyhoopsinsider.com. They reach out to both terminally ill and special needs children, orphans in West Africa. And uh, I've been there. It's a spectacular place and a spectacular outreach and ministry to the orphans of West Africa. Well, welcome to the Valley Hoops Insider Podcast. Our guest today is our friend from all the way in the city of New York, Brent Stover with CBS Sports. Brent, first, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Where do we find you today? I'm in my apartment in New York City.
1: The safety of my apartment, about 500 square feet on the 15th floor. Um... You know, the rest of the city is crazy, but I've got this little slice, just a few square feet where I can relax from time to time. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) You went to CBS, I think, in in 2010, and, and, you know, you and I have known each other a while, but uh, part of your bio somewhere I read one time is that one of your big breakthroughs was hosting the World's Strongest Man competition. Was that typecasting? I mean, they looked at your build and said, World's Strongest Man. And that's exactly,
1: being a track guy, cross-country guy, Kansas State, they're like, oh, this is, this is a natural transition. No, it. you know, I've been doing it, this will be the first year we don't actually do it. We are going to carry it on CBS Sports Network, um, but I'm not going to be a part of it, nor is, is Aaron Taylor. Uh, we normally have done it together, I think, the last five or six years, uh, and it's I'm going to miss it. It was really a cool thing, and who knows down the road what might happen, but you know, got to travel the world, went to Botswana twice, went to Malaysia once, um, the Philippines, China, got to go all over the world, uh, covering that event, um, every year in the spring or summer. So I'm gonna miss
0: it, but it was a really cool thing for the last five or six years. You do ball games. You also do studio things there for CBS, and I want to talk about that. But when I, on purpose, I thought, well, I know Brent, but maybe I ought to find out something else. So I Googled you. Of course, that's what we should all do. That's you know great, great journalism. And uh, and 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 about the third thing down, you know, if you if you go on Google and you say, uh, you just Google somebody's name. About the third or fourth thing down is videos. So when videos pop up when you Google Brent Stover, the second video is. You and me on a video when I interviewed you a couple of years ago at Arch Madness. So I feel famous.
1: No, it's unbelievable. I noticed that the other day someone brought that to my attention. And uh, it's crazy. I, you know, and I actually, I'm one of those guys, I honestly don't like the way I look in pictures, and video, whatever. <laughs> and I realize that's interesting because I'm on TV. But honestly, God, you know, you know, beer's on the table here. You know, I'm telling you, I'm my deepest dark secret stuff. So. But... <laughs> I don't love, you know, still shots of me. And that one, I was like, dang, we, I, I look, I look fine, look okay there. I'm passable <laughs> in that patient. And next to you, I mean, you look phenomenal no matter what. So that was another thing that I was a little bit apprehensive about. But uh, overall, I thought we took a good picture.
0: There you go. Uh, listen, it's always good to catch up with you. But like I mentioned a minute ago, you do uh, you know, you've announced the games, you've done that. You talked about the world's strongest man thing. You do a lot of studio hosting there for CBS. Is there a favorite thing you do? You know, I like
1: being the guy that's kind of a jack of all trades. I guess I'm a master in none. That's the the flip side. But I think, you know, if I think in this day and age, the more you can do, uh, clearly, you know, the TV world is getting younger and I'm not getting younger. And, um, I think that the cool thing is um, that you, you can watch things still on broadcast. You can watch sporting events on cable, which we are at CBS Sports Network. But so many things are going online, which has given more and more opportunities for young people, which I am a huge proponent of. I think it's awesome. I think the flip side to that is
0: um,
1: the, the competition gets tighter because more and more people are trying to do it and it's tougher and tougher to get eyeballs on whatever event that you're broadcasting or hosting or whatever. And so I, I feel like with the landscape, the way it is, that I enjoy most about what I do is that I get to do a little bit of everything and that, you know, CBS has been really good to me. Um, and I think they would say the same, same thing about me is that they can plug me in about anywhere in any situation. And, um, you know, hopefully I'm going to make the network look okay. And so I think doing everything, I took the easy route and the answer. But if you if you held a gun to my head, I'd probably say studio hosting. It's so much fun in there. I think I mentioned it last year at Arch Madness. Is you get 12 TVs in front of you, endless supply of food. Uh, so every March I gain about 15 pounds. But it's just it's so much fun, just kind of BSing with the guys and, and having fun and you know, it's kind of like a sports bar without the alcohol, which is which is really cool and really fun, and everyone's very respectful. We get after each other a little bit, and we're in there for a lot of hours, and we just sit and watch games all day and night. And so I would say that's probably my favorite thing. Plus, you don't have to get on a plane. I can walk across the island of Manhattan and be there in 30 minutes, so. I would say that's
0: probably my favorite. So you guys, during March Madness, when there's 8 million games going on all at once, and I guess that's almost an every Saturday thing for you, honestly. I mean, games going on like crazy. But, but I know that you put in a lot of hours during March Madness in those days when there's 8 games or 16 games or whatever it is, and you're watching them all breaking in and out of halftimes and all that. It's got to be a little hectic as well.
1: It's hectic. It's a fun exciting time and there's a lot there is a lot going on. Um but yeah, you're there for 10 to 12 hours and you're trying to see as much as you can. Now uh, at CBS Sports Network it's interesting that we because the games are on CBS, TNT, TBS and True TV since we don't carry games what we do is provide shoulder programming. So we'll be on like during a lot of the games. Like we pick different windows. Like we'll take a 2 or a 3 hour window when there are fewer games going on. Um, and then we'll just be providing press conferences and we'll go out there live or else live to tape um, and hear from all the coaches and the players. So I think it's a good opportunity if you want to, if it's your team that just got knocked out or if it's your team that just advanced and maybe you, you want that extra thing to be able to flip to um, when you're not watching another game, you can flip over to us and we'll be providing all of the game content. You know, I'd say about 80 percent of it live as it's happening and then kind of give our own breakdown for the game. So it's a unique thing and a a cool thing that we get to do.
0: When, like, I'm at an event, like, one of the regionals is, or the first two weeks, first weekend of the tournament is here. But when I'm out of town covering, a like, a regional or whatever, and it's kind of the day off, one of the things I love to do, like, meaning for our region, is... I'd love to just sit there and watch the game, watch it go in and out, listen to all that you guys are doing, because I pick up the whole panoramic view. I, I get the feel of the whole tournament. Is that what you guys are going for?
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly, so it's good to hear that. And and that's the type of feedback we, we hear from time to time is, um, you know, that's what we're there for is, you know, it used to be, obviously, when all the games were just on CBS – Um, You're only, I think that was the beauty of Turner and CBS getting together on this, is that you could watch every game live. But I think there's still a spot for where, all right, this is overwhelming. There's three or four different games going on. What if I just want to spend 10 minutes and just kind of get caught up on everything that's already happened, everything that's happening in that moment, and then previewing the rest of the day and night. I mean, I'd say every fifteen minutes or every thirty minutes, we're kind of recycling all that stuff while we're going in and out of live stuff. So I think it's it it is a a cool thing, and and um, I know when I'm at home and on the hours I'm actually not hosting, which is getting fewer and fewer every year in terms (laughs) of being available to. But that's what I like to do. I
0: think it's cool. So uh, you you mentioned the competition, all the different kind of styles of media, whether it's online or digital or analog or whatever other name i word i could throw out there that i'm not sure what it means uh within the competition is there a sense of competing for guys like you with see with uh you you competing with espn or with fox sports or whatever do you guys have a sense of man we've got to outdo outperform or what are they doing that we can learn from those kinds of things
1: you know that's interesting um I think to this point, uh, we've always just kind of said, all right, our lane is going to be this. We're going to be as entertaining and informative as possible and try to gather as many viewers as possible. And at the end of the day, I think with studio, it's one of those things where it's tough to grab people's attention. Because I know personally when I'm at home, like on a typical, you know, like last night, I'm flipping around at 10 different games trying to get eyes on everything and then I'll catch a halftime show, and I will stay on that halftime show for a segment because even though I'm flipping around, they're going to give you everything in like a three, little three-minute window. This goes back to what we were talking about with the discussion a minute ago about March. And so I think if we can somehow stand out in the way that we do that, I'm not sure what the answer is, but I think we've been pretty successful with putting entertaining guys out there. We have a lot of fun. We try to show that we're having fun. We watch each other's chops on live TV. I think it helps that our studio looks incredible. I, I would put the look of our studio and our graphics and, and the tape we roll off against anybody. But no, I wouldn't say there's sort of like a mandate or any idea of like, hey, we need to try to do what ESPN's doing or we try to need to see what Fox is doing and doing it better. I think at the end of the day, to be very honest, it's going to be what the the higher level of games, the better quality of games you have on. That's what drives it is the live remotes. Um, And I think for CBS Sports Network, our games have gotten better and better every year. This year, we picked up a piece of the West Coast Conference. We've had some Gonzaga games. We've had the BYU games, some St. Mary's games. Um, In fact, we have a couple of WCC games tonight. And our Big East package gets better every year in the American Conference. And of course, the Valley, I mean, I, I think that's what drives it at the end of the day. And as a studio, whatever you can do to accentuate the great game that you're carrying, I think that's the goal.
0: How do you stay on top of it all? Like, I watched – I was watching – you You and I were – here behind the scenes here. Now, I was watching a game the other day, and you were doing the halftime. I shoot you an email and you emailed me back and I'm thinking he can't email me back right now he's got 14 things going on all at the same time how do you keep it all together with anybody else I wouldn't have emailed you <laughs> like back but when Harry Strader reaches out that was the right answer I mean, by the way yes <laughs> <laughs> no
1: I I um I happen to have a minute you know I I think the biggest thing is is I I need to hear broadcasters. And so we have the ability, wherever your computer station is, you know, and there's about 20 stations in there, is you have a little thing you can plug into and you can change the channels to hear whatever volume you want of the 12 TVs. And for me, that's the best way to prep. I got one ear in and then one ear out where I'm listening, I'm yelling, you know, not yelling, but calling (laughs) out to our research department. Hey, uh, what are the stats and such and such? Or what, how do you pronounce this? Or whatever. And we have incredible people behind the scenes. Producers, associate producers, researchers, a news department that answers all the questions you could have. But then in the other ear, I'm just flipping around just like I would be at home and listening to different broadcasters. I try to see as much of each game as I can, even though it's impossible. But I would I would say that the biggest thing is, on your night's off, I try to say this to our new animals, you know, that we're breaking in each year. And especially this year we've had some new faces in there. And the one thing I tell them is uh, it's it's more important even on your nights off. You need to be seeing box scores, following game stories, and just literally flipping around. Like when I'm at home on a night off like last night, like I said, I saw 10 or 12 different games. How much of each game did I see? I don't know. But I try to just gather as much information as I can. And just kind of see a couple of trips up and down the floor, see a couple of guys and their tendencies and what they're doing, and then flip to the next one. You know what I mean? And then yeah. and then read the game recap afterwards. I I think a lot of people, that's that's what they would say they do, but it's just the daily maintenance of it. You can't let a couple of days go by or else you just all of a sudden you're behind, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. This thing changes on a on a dime. Like a team like Purdue will will score thirty-seven and lose by forty. And then the next game, they'll score 104 and win by 20. Well, if you missed one of those – like, if you missed the (laughs) 104-point game, you're like, dang, dude, I can't get any offense going. Well, not exactly, because the very next game, they scored over 100. So this thing moves fast.
0: (laughs) I'm so amazed every time I turn on your studio show, and I guess there are others like it, but how much the guy sitting in New York – knows about somebody playing at Butler or Indiana or Arkansas or a Missouri Valley school. Uh, You guys do have to really stay on top of it. And I'm impressed on about how well you guys are able to do that. It's the guys behind the scenes. I'm telling you, we have a, you know, I wish I'd say all their names, but it's just
1: this research team. I will, I will say that we have the best culture of any, and I've worked for some really cool places and it's not a knock on anybody else, but, I, the culture at CBS Sports is, is amazing. And it goes across the hall, too. You walk 20 feet away, and Clark Kellogg and Seth Davis and either Adam Zucker or, or obviously, we get to this time of year and it's more Greg Gumbel, uh, and, and they're over there and, and, and they've got their own research staff, but it's all just within this little circle, um, you know, on the same floor where we can just bounce back and forth. And a guy like Clark Kellogg, he'll get off the air at 5 o'clock or whatever after the Saturday Doubleheader. He'll come out hang out with us on our side and watch basketball for three hours wow you know and so then you're you're mixing it up and just and then so that's what Seth Davis does every Saturday he'll be on main CBS and then he'll actually come on air with us and be on all night so I just think we've created a culture where everyone likes being around each other and everyone just kind of sharing information and sharing stats and sharing stories and coming up with ideas and getting in good arguments you know and I think when you're around that, it's hard not to just be able to pick up on it. And then that kind of just comes out over on the air as well. And being around guys like Gary Parish and Seth Davis and John Rothstein, especially these insiders that do talk to these coaches on a daily basis Uh, and just being around them and picking their brains. And I, I think, So I have to give a lot of credit, honestly, to the people around me to where they can make me look you know, like I know what I'm talking about.
0: All right, a couple basketball questions. Uh, Today they announced that Kevin Stallings is getting a show-cause thing against him for his time at Pittsburgh, had extra coaches, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, This whole big court case that's been going on for about a year and a half is still going to rock. It it appears that it's still going to rock the college basketball world a little bit, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but when I guess is my
0: question because
1: <laughs> I mean, will remember Will Wade at LSU last year right before the NCAA tournament was stripped of his duties right? right? Like he had to sit out the NCAA tournament and he had a national championship caliber team. And then this year he's reinstated and no one has talked about it. Like just eh, all right, well that was like it was like you talk about things and the storyline's moving fast. I mean, it's almost <laughs> yeah. like it did. It's like it was a huge deal for two or three weeks and then it's like huh. and it's the same you know bill south k okay, you gets thrown out there in arizona with, with sean miller and and so you know we got a special cause right you know a few years mm-hmm. back well not now he's I mean he was in the fort last year and we're talking about international coach of the year and he's having a great season this year so I, yes at some point the other shoe is going to drop yes but i don't know when it's going to be and i'm I struggled to know, Harry, how like serious to take it because I think we all were like deathly serious. But then like it just nothing really, there weren't you know, there were some guys, some lesser guys penalized, but in terms of like head coaches and the big names that you know or you know, skirting the rules on some level, it just sort of like kind of went away. So I really am flummoxed by that whole thing and quite frankly, I try to ignore it. I know my job is to you know, it's just so much more fun to talk about the game and the athletes and yeah. the, the great stories. But at some point, it's, it, yeah, we're not done with it. And the stalling things is good, is disappointing. Um, you know, can he rebound it from it? Sure. I, you know, obviously he struggled toward the end of his tenure there at, at Vanderbilt. I think it was a little shocking that he even got the pit job, and clearly things didn't go all that well there. So a guy like that, I don't know if he can rebound from it. But the one thing I would say is, A guy, you know, is going to get his name dragged through the mud like that. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. But there are tons of guys doing a lot worse than that. And so I think it's scary, a little bit dangerous when we just pick, we kind of hand pick, oh, this guy's a bad guy. He cheated. But then we're completely ignoring all these other guys that are doing that and worse.
0: I think it's gonna be interesting to see how the legs of these things go. What I mean is uh we one of the schools they're investigating is Oklahoma State where Brad Underwood was who is now at Illinois, and then his assistant Matt Figger is at Austin P and of course they both came from South Carolina. And so they you know, I wonder how far and wide, once they land one of these guys, does everybody in the quote unquote coaching tree also, all of a sudden they, you know, start digging in everywhere. It's practically like, like impeachment. You know, they're gonna they're gonna investigate everybody. It's, it's impossible, isn't it? It's feeling impossible. Yeah,
1: I, but they have to. If you like, if you're gonna listen. If one guy is gonna get taken down, or two guys are gonna get taken down, then everyone needs to be yeah taken down. You know, um, I, I don't know. I mean, listen. There's people that would tell you every football coach in the SEC is cheating. Like that's. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I mean, there are people that would tell you that.
0: Well, you can't say it. They're your league. <laughs> no, no. And then, listen, listen. And no.
1: And if you are going to say that, well, then you'd say, well, what about this in sure. the Big Ten? And then pretty, pretty soon, it's like that game Quack-A-Mole, You know, where the little mole yeah. keeps popping off, and you whack, yeah. it, and then, well, then another one pops up.
0: That's exactly um, right.